Galaxy Defenders. It's Stephanie. And Sam. And you're listening to McCoo, an American podcast for McFly. In this podcast, we discuss McFly's music single by single and album by album. If you like what you hear, rate our podcast on your favorite podcast streaming site. It may not seem like a lot, but it helps the podcast out so much. And since you're there already, give McCoo a follow so you don't miss out on any future episodes. Today's episode is all about Party Girl, the first single from the album Above the Noise. Ooh. I almost said the number one single. <laughs> <laughs> but that's controversial. <laughs> it's probably number one in our hearts, just for us too, probably. It debuted at number six, though, on the UK singles charts. That's not the only fast fact I have for you today. Tell us more. Tell me more. Tell me more. Like... Is this song the best? (laughs) (laughs) Tell me more. Tell me more. Like, I don't know. Terry has a great chest. (laughs) I was going to say something about Harry's chest. So I was like, what should I say? (laughs) I said it too. (laughs) (laughs) But so some fast facts about Party Girl. So the song premiered on the UK radio on July 14th, 2020, which is two days after my 17th birthday. The album was released on September 5th, 2010. On August 25th, 2010, the song was added to BBC Radio's A-List. It was played on an episode of Pretty Little Liars, if anybody remembers that show back from there. I loved that show. Did you catch McFly in the wild? You know, like, I think I I watched the show with my mom back in the day. I specifically remember this scene. It's like a a Halloween episode, and they're playing in the background, and... I think I remember, like, oh, my God, is that McFly? Really? <laughs> and like, I didn't believe it for, like, the longest time. Yeah, I had to, like, watch that scene specially, like, a clip on YouTube because I don't watch Pretty Little Liars. But I was yeah. like, I would, like, lose my mind if I was just, like, watching a TV <laughs> show that I always watch. And then McFly's just like, sup? I'd be like, <laughs> which I did do when I saw McFly in uh, Doctor Who. I was like, what? <laughs> I was like, who are they? Like, no way. I had to like, go back. I couldn't believe it. The music video premiered on MSN on August 19th, 2010. Do you remember MSN? God. I vaguely remember MSN Messenger. It also won Best Video of 2010 at the Four Music Video Honors. And that's all the fast facts I have about the song. I do have some facts about the band during this time. Because, as you said, this is the first single from their new album, Above the Noise. And previously, we saw them on their old record label. But in January of 22, 2010, the band re-signed with Island Records. And they had a, it came out later, apparently, they had a 50-50 deal with them. They got all profits, like 50-50 of like touring and like merch and stuff like that, which is like a huge deal because I was reading in an article about this that I guess typically artists get like 16%. Wow. So they really moved up in the world. Yeah. So I thought that was great. And then they also worked on worked on with this album with a new producer, Dallas Austin. Right. Who was American and they came to Atlanta. God, I wish I knew that. I know. I would have been there so like I would have been like like just driving to Atlanta and be like, I'm driving out of school and I I live in Atlanta now. <laughs> just hanging out at the pizza place. <laughs> We got our boards. (laughs) Yeah, we're all going to catch some waves in Atlanta. Oh, that's so cool. Well, I don't even know where to begin because I love that it's an award-winning music video and I have thoughts. But I also want to talk about how it topped at number six. Okay, so we should should talk about the song first. It's usually the formula. I know this episode is going to be a little controversial, but I want to say McHugh is proud of being a safe place for opinions so if your opinion differs it's fine Mm -hmm. you are allowed to express those opinions but we're all gonna be nice (laughs) that's because party girl plummeted in the charts (laughs) i'm gonna like a deep dive on this it's like so you said it topped at number six which is good it's their it was their 16th number 10 single like top 10 single but it like sank like a stone after that by the second week it was already out of the top 10 it was at spot number 13 Uh and then the week after that it went down all the way to 32 (laughs) 
And by the fourth week, it wasn't even in the top 100 anymore. Oh, my God. So, like, this song, like, everyone's like, oh, new McFly song. And so it just automatically shot to six. But then within one month, nobody was listening to this song anymore. <laughs> I don't know who those people were because I was. <laughs> right. Yeah. Nobody but us was listening to this song anymore. And so I just, like, the critics loved it. They, like, called yes. it amazing. They gave yeah. it, like, five out of five stars. They were like, it's hard to resist and it's unstoppable. And But, the, you know, just it just, like, fell out of the charts as fast as it possibly could. Yeah. And uh, so I'm just like, why do the fans hate it so much? I don't know. Fans, like, we want to, I want to say fans, we mean, like, in general, obviously, because, like, there are some fans that we have found, ourselves included, that do actually enjoy the song. Right. Like, they do like this song. But the overall fan base hates it. Right. And so does McFly. Yeah, McFly does hate it. Right. Like, I think nobody hates Party Girl more than Harry Judd. Okay, well... (laughs) Maybe because he dies in the music video. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, why do we keep playing the scene of my death over and over again, you bastards? He dies. So maybe he has a grudge. <laughs> but they also knocked Dougie off a roof in I've Got You, and he doesn't hold a grudge of that song. Right. So maybe Harry just needs to get over it. <laughs> get over it, Harry. Totally true McFly facts. That's why Harry hates Party Girl. Right. Totally true McFly facts. We asked him. Yeah. Did he reply? Yes. Yes, and he said, it's because I die. Yeah, so that's a DM. He's like, hey, ladies, this is why. Thanks for your question. Thanks for your question. (laughs) Thanks for tuning in. We also asked one of our friends to tell us, in her opinion, why she hates the song. Um, She's not a fan of it. So our friend Lucy was kind enough to send us a soundbite of her opinion and her experience with the song and why she hates it so much. Right, so the hatred of it, I say hatred, it's okay in some senses, right, anyway, I'll get onto it. So the hatred of it stems from basically when it, how I felt when it first came out, <laughs> because I remember that day so ridiculously vividly, you will not even understand. I was just so excited to hear New McFly music, because at that point I was like, peak fangirl. I mean, you just got the McFly wall behind me. Everything else in my room is McFly based. So I'm just sat there on my bed with my tiny little laptop, you know, back in the day, um, listening to them talk about this new song that they've got. And they're like, yeah, it's nothing like we've ever released before, all that kind of stuff. And it plays. And I'm like, oh my God, have they killed Harry? Like, why is it just electric drums? They sound so generic. And I'm like, I'm never going to like them again. What am I supposed to do with my life now? literally freaking out because I'm like oh oh this is not good this sounds like everything else that's on the radio right now and me being me at the time obviously such a pygmy girl hated everything else that was like playing around this time so I was fully like um fast forward to the album being released and I'm in the car with my older sister who at that point was also like a massive fan of them genuinely think this era is what broke it for her (laughs) so we're in the back seat and listening to the whole album on her iPod. And we're both asking the same questions before, like, who killed Harry? Until it gets to that's the truth. And to this day, I still credit that song as being the only saving grace that kept me in the fan base. <laughs> because I genuinely put... I went through the seven stages of grief at this point with this album. Like, honestly, I I was just... Ugh, still speechless to this day. Anyway, back to Pyre Girl. So there's a select few times where I'll actually change my mind, and I will enjoy it. If it's live, or if I'm drunk. (laughs) It just gave me the ick, and it still does. And I can't even really describe how or why I dislike it so much. I think it's just mainly because if you listen to McFly on shuffle, and you go from something like Not Alone, and you're just like, oh yeah, so beautiful, oh my god, I'm almost on the verge of crying, and so emotional, and then you just hear, now let's party. (laughs) And immediately, it's just like screaming, crying, throwing up, and not in a good way. I'm like, genuinely, I could admit, it could definitely be a lot worse. Like, I can listen to it. I think it's just because it's so deep-rooted that I really hated it at the start. And I think I've just not let myself enjoy it properly. Because, honestly, it it just broke me a little bit when it came out. I was just... No. (laughs) Anyway, that's basically all I've got to say about it. So, yeah, sorry everyone that likes it. Um, Thanks for having me on. Okay, so that's Lucy's take. Sam, what do you think? 
about Lucy's take. I think it's definitely not just her. Sometimes I feel like it's just us when we're like, right. party girl rules. I don't get it. And maybe it's because I don't have this like visceral memory of being disappointed. Right. It just came out and I was like, let's go. <laughs> you know, like this song gets me going. Yeah. You know, like every time they're like, well, whatever it is. Yeah. When they're on the album where the robot lady says, let's party. I'm like, yeah. Right. And that's <laughs> like specifically it. what Lucy was like, what is this garbage? <laughs> and I get it and I respect it. I even kind of understand complaining about the sound being super different, right? Like if the critique is hairy erasure. I'm here for that. I support yeah. this because we do not stand Harry Eraser. No. Harry Eraser in this house. We do not. Harry Judd is a wonderful human being and deserves <laughs> respect. Right. So, like, I get the synthetic drums being a problem and, like, this sort of, like, club sound. But also, I don't know how you can listen to the song and not want to, like, immediately stand up. Lucy did mention that she does enjoy it when it's played live or yeah. when she's drunk. Right. Right. So there's like a silver lining, right? I don't have a clear memory of when I first listened to the song because uh, like in my head, I've always liked the song. So it's not something I've been like, I hate this song ever. The only thing I can think of where I was like that was McBusted's Air Guitar, which will come later in this podcast. Right. And we were snotty about it. Snotty. I don't have the same, like, feelings of disappointment, feelings of, like, what is this album? I loved this album. Me too. I do. Do you think... <laughs> I wrote this down because I thought it was... I was, like, brilliant, right? Do you think the reason they made Harry the Vampire in this video and killed him was because of the electronic drums? Like, being meta on another level. That's super, yeah, that is, like, super symbolic. It's like, hey, Harry, we uh, we play music that can, like, get a, uh, get up, get down in a club now, so, like, you gotta go. <laughs> I mean, I, that tracks, right? Because then he's, like, he's all, like, up in some dude's grill, like, so you're my replacement then. And he's just, like, some DJ, like, uh, <laughs> guess so. Yeah. <laughs> So I love that theory, and I also believe that's a totally true McFly fact. And I also think, like, what's happening with this song, in my opinion, is I I like the song since I since it came out, basically. And since we've gotten, like, friends in the McFly fandom who are like, no, Party Girl sucks. Like, I hate Party Girl. I think there's something inside me that wants to protect it. So, like, I've always liked the song, but it's never been one of my, like, favorites. Mm -hmm. But I think, like getting to know these people and their opinions of party girl like some part of me like is like a mama bear i'm like no party girl's great like i don't know why you're insulting it it's so good you were like party girl neutral yeah <laughs> and now you're like party girl positive 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 <laughs> it's like it's really like i really like feel like i have to hype it up because it gets so much hate and i'm like it's not a bad song guys right if this was my I feel like if this song was by any other band but McFly, it would have done better. Probably. And that might be the problem. Yes, we've talked about how McFly's music changes, like, album to album. But this is a, this is probably their biggest, like, dive. Not dive. Like, divot. Right? Like, turn. Yeah. Pivot. That's the word I want. <laughs> this is probably, like, their biggest pivot in their history of their career so far up to this point. Right? Like, yes, Radioactive is a little bit more, like, rockier than, like sunshine pop motion in the ocean yeah. but like the band that brought you surfer babe it's not that weird that they made motion in the ocean right and like the yeah. band that brought you wonderland like it's not that weird that they brought you down goes another one and so but this album really does feel like they've like taken a hard left into this more like i guess like dance oriented sound right yeah. really synthetic really like electronic and like that's not what they did before right and that was super popular back in 2010 like lady gaga came out right and she was like a huge she still is <laughs> like she like blew on the scene and like everyone's like oh we should sound like that and i understand like lucy's critiqued of like it sounded like everything else that was on the radio right yeah and like so i think you're right that if another band had put out this song or this album everyone would have been really excited but because mcfly did it and they'd never done that before they look like at best they look like copycats right and like at worst they look like sellouts right and so like that makes sense to me yeah they probably didn't want that like that's probably just like bad 
advice. I'm going to say advice, like bad advice from their management team from Island Records. And they're like, hey, you should do it with this producer. And I'm not saying Dallas Austin is a terrible producer. Uh, it was just not the sound that they wanted to produce. Right. And I think that's probably why they were like, hey, could you fix this? But I think Party Girl gets blamed for that when it's really like the whole album. Yeah. I mean, and I'm not saying the whole album is bad. Right. We'll talk about the whole album at the end, you know, so I don't want to say too much now. I feel like people are like, Party Girl is the worst. But like Party Girl matches the album that was made. Correct. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's not my jam. Like, yeah. you know, do I put it on my study? No. But like at a bar? <laughs> At a party? Like, hell yeah! It's definitely a party song, yeah. You know, I like it more than Shine a Light, which McFly loved. They're still busting out Shine a Light on tour in 2021 when we were there last, you know, last fall. And, like, they love Shine a Light. It's, like, one of their biggest – it's probably one of their top three big songs. And we'll get to Shine a Light, so, like, I don't want to talk too much about it. But Party Girl, I think, is better. Yeah. I love – I think Party Girl is so much better than Shine a Light. I really don't like Shine a Light. I think it's okay. Uh You'll hear about this later. But if I had to pick out of... There's only three singles, right? (laughs) I think that's right. I think I would go with Party Girl. It's probably my favorite single out of the singles. I say that not listening to Shine a Light and That's the Truth in a while. And I'm really hyping Party Girl up again, Mama Bear. Right. (laughs) I'm 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 not gonna withhold my judgment. I'm gonna wait. I definitely I feel pretty confident that I like Party Girl more than Shine a Light, but. It's totally possible that that's the truth just like slides in at the end. You know, listen to the things that your friends say, you're gonna get lonely. I mean, that's, I love that. So we'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> the point is, is that it's hard as we're clearly having a problems already. It's hard to only to isolate Party Girl from yeah. the context in which it was like released and the, the mm-hmm. album in which it belongs. Yeah. Um, but I feel like people do. Like, I feel like people are like, Boo, Party Girl. And I blame Party Girl for, like, the whole era of 2010. And it really shouldn't. I think probably because it was the first single I got the brunt of the – it got the The brunt of the hate. And I was, like – as I was, like, thinking about that, I was, like, yeah, it's kind of like your first – the firstborn child, right? Like, the parents are more severe or strict with that first child. But then the second and the third one come along. And by the time you're the third one, you're, like, okay, this is life now. Like, you're chill. So I think Party Girl is just the eldest child that yeah. got the most of the strictness. I think that's a really good metaphor because, like, I was reading about some of it, like, you know, looking at, like, and like I said, most of the critics that I found from 2010 were, like, pretty uh, pretty positive. So I really feel like over time people, I mean, like, Lucy hated it from the beginning, but right. I do wonder if some of it is, like, people used to like it, but now it's, like, cool to make fun of it. Yeah. Or something. But, uh, but like, they were talking about how Party Girl was, like, the only song on the album with a heavy dance element. Yeah. And I... I'm not sure that I think that's true. And we can, like, put a pin in this and come back to it once we're actually talking about the whole album Mm because I haven't listened to the whole album all the way through in a long time. Like, obviously not all of them are, like, dance, dance, right? Like, you're not, like, getting down to, like, I'll be your man. I mean, you're getting down to I'll be your man, but (laughs) But not a different way. (laughs) Right, you're getting down a different way. But, like, Shine a Light is pretty dance-heavy, too, I think. Though maybe it's a little bit less, like, like, clubby. Right, which is... Which is funny because it's Tayo Cruz on there. Right. I still think I still feel like you could hear Shine a Light in a club. And if that you were going to British clubs, you probably did. Yeah. And still do. Yeah. Right. So I really don't I don't see like how they're like, Oh, Party Girl's the only song that's like this. It's so weird. It's all dance heavy and, and I'm like, a lot of these songs are pretty dancey. We'll have to we'll have to like speak more on that during the album because by then we'll be very versed in all of the songs in order to give like a, a bit like a better opinion about it i guess right yeah for sure so i mentioned earlier i was like i i love this song like when i hear the let's like let's party from like let's the party <laughs> <laughs> like literally my legs take on a mind of their own <laughs> and i'm like yeah let's party i love to dance so of course i'm going to love a sexy little dance number like right. this is this is what this song is it's a sexy little dance club num- dance it is. Fun. When you said that thing where you were like, now let's party, all I was picturing in my head was like, come on, Barbie, let's go party. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I feel like that, like that, whatever image you have in your mind when you hear that song is what's happening to Stephanie when Party Girl comes on, right? <laughs> I, was, I listened to the song before I played the video. And like, I, as soon as, as soon as the, now let's party. And like, Tom's like, ah. 
my literally my hips i was sitting on the ground my hips were like let's go <laughs> let's you're like on it. the ground and you're just like so you got to get up you got to can't you can't stop the motion of the ocean and the sun in the sky <laughs> like, i love it it's just it's so good i love i love dancing too i'm thinking about it right now and i can't sit in my seat very scientific question for you okay please describe the difference in this feeling that you're having in your body when you hear party girl and the feeling that you have in your body when you listen to radioactive when you want to like rip off your skin okay <laughs> let me try if i can so party no let's let's start with radioactive radioactive literally when i want to when i hear radioactive and want to rip my skin off that feeling comes from the pit of my stomach and like envelops my entire body where i'm just like it's like i feel like it's like how Bruce Banner feels when he turns into the Hulk, right? <laughs> you like, like hawk out. I hawk out when radio when you hear comes good on. music. Like <laughs> it literally just like envelops, like comes from the pit of my tummy and goes all the way through my entire body. I'm like, yes, let's destroy things. <laughs> um, but Party Girl is like literally, it's just like the feeling is like in my arms and it's in my hips and it's in my feet and my shoulders. Right, I get the whole body movement. It's not like a feeling that comes like from the inner core of me right it's just like a good time party song i feel like that's a really good description i also am now thinking about how you're like when radioactive comes on you're like uh you know you're like you're the hulk yeah uh and whenever you're listening to like party girl you're like david Tennant. yeah <laughs> you're like hey <laughs> like sashing around <laughs> like you're like david Tennant from good omens <laughs> like y'all having a good time here Right. <laughs> you know, you're like, anybody want to get frisky? You know, like, let's boogie. And then, but then, like, you change the song and then, like, you just, like, immediately grow six feet and, like, Turn bust green. out of your clothes. <laughs> so, anyway, I, thought, I feel like that's very scientific, right? David Tennant. Are you David Tennant today or are you? Does this song make you feel like David Tennant or does it make you feel like Bruce Banner? <laughs> On a scale of on a scale of David Tennant to Bruce Banner, how are you? How positively are you responding? <laughs> well, like the the Bruce oh, they're both Banner, positive, they're both but positives. like what kind of positive? I yeah. guess. Yeah, like yeah. which end of the spectrum are you with this song? Right, this album. We're, right, because like both of those songs, you'd be like, oh, this is my jam, right? So it'd be like, uh, what kind of jam is it? David right. Tennant or Bruce Banner, right? Because like yeah. there's a whole different scale for this song. Sucks. Right, we'll have to find a song that sucks to find out what that scale is. I don't know. We like we left Wonderland in the past. Yeah. Oh, I kind of forgot about that album. That's how much <laughs> I don't think about it. I mean, I'm looking at the rest of McFly's discography here, and I'm telling you, it's all smooth sailing, mostly. <laughs> mostly. I think so. I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah, there's a lot of discography. There's a lot of memory lane albums <laughs> to get through. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, I would also. I would love to know if we have skips, but we gotta wait for the about the noise. For but- now. Should we focus on the heart of Party Girl? Let's talk about Party Girl. The quintessential music video. The best music video Listen, of 2010. That, okay. Okay. Yeah. Because I did. I mean, it won an award. An award, an award winning. I thought I didn't. I thought I knew where that sentence was going, but you surprised me. You took a hard left. Love that. But I want to talk about like the actual like girl of the song. I wanted to be that girl of the song. Oh, I see. You want to talk about. The girl who parties. Yeah, I want to. I want to okay. talk about "quote unquote" party. The girl the at the party. party. I understand. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I definitely was going for the music video, but let's let's take a side. Let's take a little detour. The scenic route. I wanted to be party girl so bad, but I think as I got older, I think I am party girl. You want to dance? All, you like to dance all by yourself? Like, listen, I, I like to dance all by myself. When I don't care for no one else when I'm dancing by myself. Um, I'm dancing in my own world when I dance. Right? I think Sam could vouch for those things. <laughs> true, it's true. Once I put on red lipstick, everyone is doomed. Once I put my red lips on and my makeup on, I get dressed up, y'all are doomed. You're be like, mm, mm. Like, I'm a hot piece of ass. Okay? And that's basically what the first part of the song is. The only difference, I think, between Party Girl and me is I would not be walking into a room of a club at 12. 12 p.m. maybe, but not 12 a.m. <laughs> that's fair. Also, I do hope that there's one other key difference, which is that you are not a vampire. Listen, there's no, there's nothing vampire-y except for when she sinks her teeth in, in right. the lyrics. But sure. that could be, you know, maybe she likes biting. Right. 
It's like kissing, but with a winner. Yeah. Second Doctor Who reference I made today. (laughs) (laughs) But maybe she just likes to bite. And who doesn't like to bite? I respect it. I don't think... Well, actually... Fun fact about little Stephanie. In middle school, I did go through a vampire phase. Yeah, I mean, who didn't? It's it was true. 2010, you know? I, no, in 2010, we were 17, babes. This was, like, back in, like, 2008, 6. Yeah, I mean, you were, yeah, you were How older middle school? <laughs> I don't know. But, like, yeah, I, I guess I didn't mean that it was 2010 when you were going through your vampire fra- phase. I just mean, like... The vampire thing is, like, hilarious and random and, like, weird. Like, why yeah. is McFly doing this? And my only possible explanation is because it was 2010. And that's just, like, what you did in 2010. Also, Tom had a vision about it. Remember Tom Psychic? That's right. Tom did dream this music video when he was writing Transylvania. He predicted the future. Where everyone would die except for Harry creeping around at the end so they were like we have to kill harry before he kills us all <laughs> totally true my fly effect by the way and they did kill harry but then they also got killed anyways because we don't know fight destiny we don't know because the ending is very ambiguous but speaking of the ending we should talk about the beginning of this yeah. video and oh my god i forgot <laughs> how sexy this video is oh my god i know (laughs) (laughs) i was like sitting in there listening to my good time vibes and then all of a sudden i was like oh this is a feeling from my core (laughs) (laughs) you're like oh i also feel this in the pit of my belly no little lower (laughs) like i knew harry was shirtless and most of the of the time but like i completely forgot about the orgy scene Oh my gosh. Completely like I like I saw it and I was like, "Oh my god." <laughs> like I just yeah. listen. Like I am here for the like I mean these shots are like totally gratuitous, right? Like right. you do not need to have this many shirt- shirtless hairy scenes. Mm-hmm. Like you knew what you were doing yep. when you did it. Yep. And I'm here for it, you know. And I do wonder, like, I like that, like, you know, like, you're like, oh, they had to kill Harry because it's a symbolic, it's like the the literal, uh, like, representation of what they symbolically did to Harry (laughs) in the song, right? Because, like, Lucy said her first thought when she heard this song was, oh, my God, did they murder Harry? And they did. And then the music video comes out and, like, yeah, actually. (laughs) So I love that, right? But, like, also I'm like, well, if you're going to kill him anyways and you're going to put a bunch of synthetic or electric drums or whatever in your song, you might as well – your drummer needs something to do, you know? (laughs) And he had plenty to do in this video. (laughs) Right? So they were just like, get out there and take off your shirt. (laughs) And he's like – I want to play the drums, and they're like, "No, no, no!" Like, stand in the moonlight, shirtless, please. <laughs> right. Uh, open your mouth and roar. <laughs> He's like, "I am that a drummer. scene with like the moonlight in the background, his like mouth opening to roar." I was like, "That's werewolves." I think right? you guys are confused. <laughs> Look, I, I this music video is delightful. I love it, and I stand by the song as we have just spent many times doing. But this video does have this sort of like weird, right? Like, like, cause like, and that that scene with the with the like roaring, like he's like a werewolf accidentally for a second. Like, it does have this sort of like weird, like trying too hard vibe. Yeah. You know, like I don't I don't know how else to put it except for I just yeah, I feel like they're kind of like a try hard, right? Like, you know, when like the party girl flashes across the screen in the beginning, and the T is like a plus sign like i think maybe like a blood type right like a positive or oh well i was thinking of like stakes okay that's still it's still just like there's something yeah like a lot of you think about like vampire vampire culture um that's what i was going to say but like vampire like movies or like uh books or whatever so vampire culture that's that's legit yeah there's like a lot of like that weird stuff because even like the a didn't have like a cross in it right it just had like it looked like an upside down v so i think like a lot of i was going with tone but that's not what i want what's the word i want type like type yeah like a font type. font yeah a lot of vampire font is like that so like yeah i can see where you're getting the try hard thing it's just like but what they did though you know what i mean i know like it's got an aesthetic and it's like sticking to it but like you know it's like if looks could kill and then it's like kill flashes across (laughs) the screen like then we all would be doomed doomed like flashes across the screen and i'm like but like all right not only like the typeface being like kind of ridiculous but like the green screen and like some of the like the club scenes where like harry gets like whisked off by the strippers i'm just like this green screen is so bad 
bad guys. Like, it's right. so bad. I hate it. <laughs> yeah. We spent a long time talking about lies during Radioactive and, like, explaining to Davis that, like, they didn't have the budget and they filmed it in three days and this is a really good music video. And, like, I do – I don't mean to – I'm getting the shit talking about Party Girl out of the way. So, like – because I've got <laughs> other things to say about this music video that are delightful. But <laughs> – I do feel, I feel like Lies was a little bit better. <laughs> Lies was a little bit better. But you have to remember that this video isn't like the whole story, right? They made a movie, like a 48-minute movie. Right. And I think that matters. Yeah, and they just took clips from that movie. Um, because, like, honestly, I was thinking when I was watching it, I was like, if I didn't know the movie like I do... Because, hello, I'm on a McFly podcast. Of course, I know all about this movie that they're in. I would not know what was going on in this music video. Yeah. I wish I could remember what I thought about the music video when I saw it before I saw Nowhere Left to Run. Right. You just have to, like, I know it's, like, the type is bad. Like, the green screen's really bad. But that green screen scene that I was talking about is literally, like, probably 30 seconds of that movie. Yeah. So they're like, let's not waste a bunch of money on doing an actual club. They should have. (laughs) But... It's right. so bad. I hate the green screen, but it's so funny to me that it's so bad. I just like enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. And there's there yeah, I mean there's so much to enjoy, right? Like you 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 are talked about like the orgy, right? Like this vid- like the hairy kissing that made. I oh mean, my like, god! I legit when that came on because it like comes in like the beginning of the video, right? Yeah. I start. Oh. I stopped watching the video and started daydreaming of me and Harry in a closet. Oh my god! Yeah, I did the same thing. I was like, I was like, I would let Harry bleed me. <laughs> dry <laughs> just to feel his lips on my neck like worth <laughs> it <laughs> I mean I wow mean, I'm reacting this way because same because <laughs> same yeah I mean like uh, you know and like Tom's jacket and Dougie's jacket and like listen. I'm never gonna recover from Danny and that v-neck I really wish those never went out of style listen yeah I was like oh god I like looked at them and like Tom and Dougie are matching which is very cute and then like Danny and Harry are also kind of matching because yeah, they're like I mean, wearing like well Harry's has like a graphic on it but that doesn't matter it's like white tees and like pants yeah. And I was like, aww. The, <laughs> they're, they're all very matching. Cute. They look amazing. That, Like I said, that V-neck. I just, I forgot how much I really love a man in a V-neck. Yeah. It's been a long time since 2010. I know. I miss it. Like, I mean, I just, I watched this. I was like, man, I, I'm a thirsty little bitch right now. Like, I don't, like, there's no other way to explain it. Like, there's, like, the ass shots and, like, all of the women, like, rubbing on Harry and, like, so, dancing. Like, this video reminded me of how bi I am. Oh, right? yeah. That's, I wrote, I wrote, I was like, this video is a sexy bi dream. Like, it reminded me of how bi I am because at one, like, one side, there's, like, these boys and they look really very attractive i'm like great and like even like danny i was giving side eye to because like uh-huh. that part at like 30 seconds when he says that like pointing at his lips when he's like poison kiss or whatever that line is when he's pointing at his lips at 30 seconds i'm like whoo okay <laughs> you were like maybe all right <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe let me get permission from sam first so yeah we would have to have a conversation <laughs> and then like these girls and like lingerie walking around having an orgy with harry i'm like I am so bi. Thank you right. for the reminder. <laughs> I mean, it's like, it is, it's the queer dream, which I think I also said about Transylvania. Yes, you did. But it's like, Transylvania is the queer dream of your child. Like, when, you, when you're when you a queer child, you dream childish dreams, right? right? Transylvania <laughs> walked, so party girl could run absolutely right it's like you get a little older and you put away childish things and the party girl is waiting for you and i will say that i think transylvania overall is like still my favorite music oh, yeah. video yeah. like but this is way sexier obviously oh my god and, uh, yes but like even like even transylvania i was like whoo like you know but i'm mm. i also like i will admit like Dougie and I may be having problems because I was like, oh, Tom and Dougie look so cute in their matching outfits. I was like, Tom looks a little better than Douglas right now. And like, who could blame me? Because like the part where he's like telling Danny and Dougie, and I only know this because I saw the movie, where he's telling yep. him about the teeth, right? And like that scene where his hair is like amazing and then like his face is, looks amazing and he's got rings on his fingers. Boy. <laughs> Boy, howdy. <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. Don't know how I watched. 
Actually, I knew. I was like, I don't know how I watched this video like six times. I know how I watched the video six times. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 not hard. Like, it's everybody. They just look amazing. Like, as as it's silly so as I think the video is, and like they look great. And that really that takes it pretty far with me, right? Like, I can I can ride this high for a long time just based on like my own like damn thirstiness because uh, there's a bunch that we already said this like makes no sense out of context of nowhere left to run right like that rant like the random dialogue and they're like oh you're my replacement you know and i'm like what is this okay right? no like, no no but i love the dialogue in the video just because i know where like i just like i i didn't like it didn't like replace me with the story right of mm-hmm. the video but like when harry is like he's like no mate i don't think so like in his <laughs> face i'm like whoo harry judd calm the down but then they like, like make out i know like literally i like had i paused the video because i i don't know why i just paused the video to write this note actually i think was i looked up and i was like "Ooh, should they kiss <laughs> like, should, should you make <laughs> out <laughs> yeah i do that like every time especially there's something about like when men are like you know like they're testosteroning yeah. around or whatever and they're like get right up in each other's face and they're like noses and they're like no like get back down or whatever and every time i watch a movie with my with my partner about it like i'm always like i'm always like make out and he's like what are you doing like they're fighting and i was like mm, this i was like this is sexual tension honey like let me teach you this is enemies to lovers thank right. you like you're right that this is tense but they are not tense for the reason that you think they are oh yeah like i loved that part like i know the dialogue is kind of like corny like oh you're my replacement huh yeah i am and he's like i no mate i don't think so oh the, like, I think it's the no mate, I don't think so, when he's in his mm-hmm. face and, like, shaking his head. I'm like, whoo! <laughs> please! <laughs> he's, he's just so confident and assured of himself. Oh, yeah, I think that's what it is, too. Like, he's just so confident, like, nah, mate, I don't think so. I'm like, yeah. you're right, you're Look, right. <laughs> I get it. Your feelings when that dialogue was happening is how I felt. I wrote it in all caps, like, you know, like period period after every word right like so tom killing that vampire i'm pretty sure it was like the harry but like tom killing that vamp with a guitar Woo! like i i was like, mm, like, mm. <laughs> like like lord help me i am going straight to hell <laughs> <laughs> but before like, that before that i at 142 it's during the orgy scene like at one forty two, if you pause it specifically there, Harry's literally like leaning back with his mouth agape, like in like sexual ecstasy, ex- ex- and I'm just like, sir. I was like, there's so many inappropriate thoughts going through my head. Not like they were before, there were, but even more now. Right. Like I'm like, did I just um, did I just witness Harry's O face? Maybe. 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 You know, it. I would like to point out that these boys, this is like sort of a big deal. Right, that we're doing this because we've done this for the last two years, right? You know, <laughs> like we've loved these boys, and it's about the music, but it's also about how cute they are, and they know that, they right? They've marketed themselves thusly, yeah. But I feel like this is the first time. Maybe I'm wrong. Let's discuss. Okay. It's not the first time we've been this thirsty. Oh, but no. I feel like it's the first time they have been this overtly sexy or sexual. Right? Okay. Like there was there was some like you know there was like a little bit of like sexy you know mm, what's going on in there like and please please I mean they literally got naked but yeah. it felt like silly yeah and this isn't silly yeah. right and so I feel like this is the first time that they have specifically like check out my sex appeal mm-hmm. in a music video right like they've always had sex appeal to their fans right but I think this is the first time that they've like sold it like a product right Harry is not the only shirtless band member in this video. Mm-hmm. I want right. to, Dougie's like working out. Dougie's working out shirtless, <laughs> and that is the fan service I need. Thank you. But they're the only two to get shirtless in this video, unfortunately. Tom and Danny, where are you at? I know. And those are the ones I'm really here for, let's be honest. Oh, excuse you. I know. I said what I said. This podcast is a Harry Judd appreciation podcast. I mean, did I not just appreciate Harry all up and down? Whew, I would love to, actually. To, re- to <laughs> recap, <laughs> bleed me fucking dry. <laughs> Uh, is an exact quote that I said uh, less than 10 minutes ago. <laughs> Maybe we should put, like, a, a warning, an explicit warning on this episode. Yeah, I know. Really sorry. We're going to need to... Uh, I forgot that we censored. It's been a long time. First episode back. No, uh, I just mean, like, just because of, like, obviously, uh, 
like we are horny on the main. I mean, somebody needs to put some ice cubes down our back. Like, which is, I mean, I tried to bring it back to intellectualism, and somehow About here we sexiness, are again. Sexiness, got you. Okay, right. Intellectual sexiness. Intellectual sexiness. <laughs> Let's discuss this sexiness intellectually. <laughs> All right, let me put my thinking cap on. <clears throat> if we're going to think of their sexiness and intellectually, I think it's like, and this is like their first single. I think it sets the tone for the whole album because I know we're not supposed to, I know we're like, LOL, we don't know about that yet because it hasn't happened, but I'm here in 2022. Let's discuss. This album, I will say this and I will say this again and again, probably through this whole season, this album is their sexiest album. Yeah, that's true. I say that with full confidence. So it's not surprising to me that this first single from this album is where they're marketing the sexiness. Yeah. Because that's what their whole album is. Like, their whole album is downright sexy. From, like, the lyrics to, like, the music behind the lyrics. Like, this is McFly's sexiest album. It is, absolutely. Thus far. I don't know what the the newest album will sound like. But it's sexy. And I think that's the reason that they're maybe not maybe i'm reading a lot into it but i feel like maybe that's the reason that they are putting their sexiness on the marketing right now because they're debuting this as like a sexy album this is the album that you want to have sex with right right in the background yeah yeah, if you're picking a mcfly song to have sex to you know then you're putting on something from this album for sure and they've never done that before right like they've never sold sexy right like Mm -hmm. they've always been sexy and like sexually attractive to their fans yeah. and blah 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 but like they have always and like partially that's because they were like children and now they're grown-ups yeah but they've always sort of been like cute and silly yeah yeah they've never sold sexy before like even even like even like their romantic songs and like radioactive and stuff like maybe we could we could get into the sem- semantics of like the difference between like hot and sexy right right you know, because like even if radioactive is hot, it's still not sexy. Not the way that this is sexy. What songs are you thinking about when you think when you say radioactive? For what I you're was trying like... to, but I'm not actually sure there are even like there's not like hot like you know hot and bothered songs on radioactive. I don't think like depends on what kind of relationship you want to have because like right a lot of them are breakup songs, which could get people hot and bothered if they want to have like breakup sex. That's true. I mean, like you know, like there's something like it's pretty hot when they're like crashing into walls, banging on your door. Why'd you let me in? Right, but that's not the same as the kind of sex appeal that they're selling right. now. That's different. Um, and like falling in love is just straight up romantic, right? Like they're right. not like this uh, here. I'm I'm aware of like bodies, right? Like they are selling <laughs> bodies here, right? They're like let's put women in lingerie, yeah. right? Let's get let's get our band members like shirtless, you know? And like they've never really done that, like not in a you know even when they even when they got naked in Please Please, it was not like this. No, it was more of like LOL. This uh-huh. is more like hey, how you doing? Yeah, like, Please Please is, like, they're being, like, cheeky, right? And here it's, like, nah, these <laughs> are, like, in their early 20s and they are selling sex. Right. How old are they? I was actually trying to figure that out while you were talking. 2010. So Harry and Tom are 25, Danny's 24, Doug's 23. So, like, yeah, yeah it makes sense that they've gone from this band that's selling cheeky nakedness to like sexy nakedness because they're like hey we're in our 20s now we're more mature they cut their hair right they cut their hair we didn't mention that they cut their hair in this album yeah Uh, r.i.p danny's curls r.i.p tom's hair okay i know Um, (laughs) but they cut their hair they have like a more mature look about them and i think Mm. maybe they want to be more like seen not as children anymore yeah for sure and a lot of like a lot of people do that and actually, there's like a phenomenon that I learned about, and I feel like no one's really, I don't know if anyone has really noticed this, but like Disney stars will, like, they'll start out as children of Disney stars, and then they'll like do this, uh, they'll be like, are the grown up. Like, they're like, this is how they prove they're a grown up. And they'll start like, they'll feature like rap singers on their albums. Right. And that's how like people are like, oh, Miley Cyrus is doing this song about drugs with this rapper. She's really like she's grown up now. And right. so, like, you know, like and that like Britney Spears did the same thing. Mm-hmm. And like a bunch of other people did the same thing. And I think that's what they're 
that's what they're trying to do they're trying to like escape this like boy next door image like these are like no we are grown mm-hmm. men now with sexy women in our bed you know right it's like taylor swift's like drop in red or 1989 or yeah reputation right yeah so it makes sense to me that they are trying to sell their sexiness with their bodies rather than like something else like they're trying to break free of that like cookie cutter image which like people could argue like oh that's what they did with radioactive but not really right Mm -hmm. i don't think so like radioactive was a different sound it was a lot like i hate you mom but that like still feels like a 15 year old to me Right. And like, I love radioactive. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm the Hulk when it comes to radioactive. Right. But I'm a good time party girl when it comes to above the noise. Right. I want to have sex with above the noise. I want to hang out and break shit with radioactive. Right. It's a totally different vibe for sure. Yeah. And I, I'm here for both of the vibes. I think you're totally right. I do think like you could argue that, you know, they're like, oh, I'm trying to break free from that like cookie cutter thing. Right. But like the biggest argument is actually what they've done is start sounding like everyone else who also sells sex. Yeah. Uh, in their music videos and stuff so like it's like it might be their way of being like we are different than we used to be we got haircuts <laughs> but it's also like in some ways it does feel a little bit like oh this is what other artists have been doing for years right. so it doesn't feel like revolutionary but it, that doesn't mean it's not a big deal to them right, right? every teenager is like i hate you mom right. right and like that's so stereotypical but not for that specific teenager so if they're mm-hmm. like if this is sort of their like moment to be like busting out of that mold of like cheeky little boys right you know they kind of look like everyone else but it doesn't mean it's not a big deal for them right and just because they look or sound like everybody else doesn't mean that's a bad thing no i don't want people to think we think that's a bad thing no actually it's probably the greatest thing right now i mean considering harry's shirtless 85 percent of this (laughs) i feel hashtag blessed (laughs) I am not I am not upset you know I do wonder though like that's one interpretation of it I'd have to like dig up old interviews and stuff because I know that they were sort of like swept along in the sound of this album they didn't really love it yeah we can talk about that in the album too so it wouldn't surprise me if they were sort of swept along in the like look of this video right you know like so like option one is that they're like we're adults and we're pushing this image option two is that like They'd never sold sex appeal before because they'd never wanted to. And now suddenly they feel like they have to. I mean, I don't like that interpretation only because it makes it seem like Harry did this against his will. And I don't think they would do that. I don't think they would do something that they're like completely uncomfortable with just to sell an album. Oh, I don't mean like he was uncomfortable being shirtless. I just mean like, was it or was it not their stylistic choice? Like they're rock and rollers at heart. They don't right. care to take their shirt off. No, I'm not like talking about like taking their shirt off. I mean, just like being like looked at like a piece of meat, right? Is that what you're talking about? What do you mean by stylistic choice? I guess I mean like if you're filming a video, a music video, and someone tells you to grab your crotch, right? Like just because you willingly grab your crotch, that doesn't mean like like they're, you know, like do you want to do that or are you doing that because the director asked you to or not want to do that? Like, right? Is this was this your artistic vision or are you just going along with a director? Right. So I don't mean that they were non-consenting. What I mean is like were like they had a director for this music video, right. and so I'm like wondering how much of it came from the director and how much it came from them. Right. Because like the like the lies aesthetic. Right. They hated that at first. Like, mm-hmm. they ended up having a really good time, but they were like, this is stupid. We don't want to do this. But, like, Lies was like, no, this is, like, they're not the writers. They're not the directors. And so I do wonder if, like, someone else was like, hey, they're 25 and they've got a new sound. Let's make them, you know, like, let's package this sex appeal. Yeah. You know, in this okay. sort of, like, cro- like crotch grabby way. Like, yeah. it might not have been their idea. That sounds better. Yeah, I didn't mean to imply that they weren't consenting. I meant to imply that they, it wasn't their OG artistic vision. Yeah. Okay. I can get behind that. But also, I can't believe it's taken us this long to talk about the iconic Dougie, don't go into the woods. <laughs> the man, the myth, the legend. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I don't understand why that is like the thing that we've latched onto as a fandom. <laughs> I know. But I'm not going to stop saying it. <laughs> no, not going to stop. But yeah, it's classic it's beautiful it should be the only mcfly tattoo that anyone ever gets don't go into the woods (laughs) and what does he do he goes into the woods 
Yeah. Soul survivor for a little bit. I mean, extra points for surviving the longest. It's true. But also, like, I want to say he's, like, at least, I feel like he survives, though. Like, they do try to come to the church, but, like, if you know anything about vampire culture, you know they right. can't really go into a maybe church. Maybe he can't go into the, yeah, maybe it's they can't go to the ground. church. Right. And maybe they, yeah, they have to go home before sunlight. And we actually don't know if Danny dies. We don't see him die. It's very likely that Danny dies. It's probably very likely he dies. Because, like, he's already in the car when, the when like, the no, vampire, like... No, he was like, outside the car. Am I getting it confused with nowhere left to run? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so in... I wrote this down because I knew this would happen. In the context of the music video, the last time we see Danny is just at the car saying, Dougie, don't go into the woods. So in the music video, oh. you could be like, oh, he gets in the car and he drives away and he's safe. But in Nowhere Left to Run, oh, yeah. there's an additional shot where he gets in the car and, like, a vampire, he, like, he sees a vampire, which actually doesn't make any sense because you shouldn't be able to see a vampire's reflection. No. But he sees, like, a vampire in his rear view mirror. Oh. Like, I forgot in, about in that. The of the I car. forgot about that. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. But in the context of the music video, I would buy that he got away because, they were, because the vampires were already, like, gone. But yeah. there was one in his car. Okay. Also, is that Fletch? That's, like, dead uh, at the car when they get there. That was just, like, some random guy that played their manager. Okay, but but Fletch did not play their manager. No. It's a different guy. Some okay. random guy. I, I, like, couldn't remember what Fletch looked like in 2010, I guess. <laughs> I was just like, who's that? But it was their manager in the context of the music video that I was dead. I think so, but we don't know. Actually, we don't know who that is. We know, like, because we've seen Nowhere Left the Run, we know it's the manager, but we don't know who that is. Right, but otherwise it's just a random dude. I don't know. It just feels a little symbolic. I was like, oh, they killed their manager. <laughs> Damn. Right. Yeah. And, like, I don't even know, like, I don't even know what happens to Tom in the music video. Like, the- I feel like they, they show him killing Harry and then we don't see him again. Yeah. I think that's true. I can't remember. I also don't remember what happens to him in Nowhere Left to Run either. I think he gets attacked by vampires yeah he definitely nobody survives i'm pretty sure dougie, dougie has the best chance dougie survives. i mean I, I do kind of buy that maybe that they probably can't get into the church it's hollowed ground right and so like if they you know like so either they'll wait out all wait all night and they'll burst into flames or something probably right unless they're twilight vampires then like when the sun comes up <laughs> they should be fine they you know they'll all die or they have to go home before that so they don't die and either way dougie would be able to leave in the morning right because either all the vampires went away and all he has to do is like get the fuck out of there before dark again or they all like burst into flames and then they die and he's fine yeah so dougie does you know dougie might live you're right i believe in him i believe in you baby thank you (laughs) you know do you have anything else to say about the video is there anything else we should intellectually discuss or anything non-intellectually i got a good one good good intellectual one oh god yeah you ready yeah so all the vampires except for harry okay are women okay in this okay and so my question is what is the symbolism of the fact that all of the vampires that are chasing them around being women? <laughs> I will remind you of the conversation that we had about the Zombies. zombie horde <laughs> in Duya. <laughs> yeah. Is this another metaphor for their fans? I mean... I mean, not in a, like, we we hate our fans kind of no, way. No. I'm, like, trying to, like, could... I'm trying to, like, make a comparison between, like... Harry infecting them to like McFly infecting us with their music and we're just like devoted to them now because Mm -hmm. they are our sires and also they're a little bit scared of us I mean not Harry Harry will have sex with us Harry's like don't I mean you know like I just think like to recap we made a pretty good argument I thought about fans as zombies yeah and I say like I say this lovingly I'm not insulted right fans as zombies in do ya and like minor spoiler when we talk about shine a light I'm going to have questions about the fact that they're in cages and their fan, like all the fans are pressed up against the bars trying to get in. True. And now we have vampires pursuing them. Like, is this also about fans? Is McFly okay? (laughs) (laughs) It's like, is fame really starting to grind on them? Like, are they just like exhausted? Like, guys, I can't believe you can't understand our metaphors about you in these videos. Leave right. us alone. <laughs> these zombies chasing us and these vampires chasing us and dra- draining our blood and pounding on bars while we're trapped in cages. <laughs> Are they okay? So to review, we have fans as zombies and do ya. McFly feeling like little pawns and props. 
in the toy set in room on the third floor, feeling like they're in cages in China Light, spoiler. <laughs> and now vampires chasing them. I'm just Actually the vampires came before the cages, but okay. I know, but maybe either A, it's not that deep sis, or B I think A is more likely, but B, I could see where fan, uh, it could be read as fans chasing them through the woods. Yeah, I mean, I don't think, I'm not saying it is like it's fan hate or that they don't like their fans. I'm feeling like it it could sort of like speak to fame more broadly, right? So like, not like I hate fans, right? Like the people who support me, right? Like that's not what I mean. But just like this sort of like the feeling of like always having all this pressure, like being pursued and like the exhaustion of like fame. Yeah. And like- it is kind of worth thinking about, like, you know, I'm making a joke. I'm like, oh, McFly, okay, like, LOL. <laughs> but, like, this is right after they re-signed with Island Records. Yeah. And so, like, they might be feeling a little boxed in, right, or, or threatened. Threatened? Like, vampires are threatening them, right? Like, vampires are threatening them in the music video. And, like, I feel like they could they could be feeling a little bit, like, pursued. Like, pursued. Oh. Right? Okay. You know, like, Island Records, like, got them back and was like, come back, we'll give you money. And, like, they chose to do it. Right. But, like, you know, they could feel, like, artistically, like... Stifled. Stifled or just, like, pursued or exhausted. And, uh, yeah. I mean, maybe... It, you're right. It's probably not that deep. Like, this is probably just about Twilight, actually. Yeah, it probably is just about Twilight. <laughs> but... <laughs> You know, I think it's worth, like, as as they teach you in English class, like, author, the author is dead, and, like, intention doesn't matter, right? It's all about your interpretation, and I do think that it's worth thinking about, like, vampires as a metaphor for fame. Fame. Okay, so we changed it. I think we should, I think fame is a better, probably a better metaphor than the fans. Yeah, I don't want you to think that I'm talking about how they're like, oh my god, our fans are killing us. They're draining us. (laughs) Yeah, like, I don't, I don't, like, I, I don't think that, um, yeah, I'm not trying to say that they hate their fans no i think fame's a better metaphor yeah so i'll say the word fame if that that word sits better but like same kind of vibe right where they're just like they're feeling drained or pursued or exhausted yeah <laughs> you know and even if they didn't mean it that way i think it's worth thinking about especially with the timing yeah i agree that's very intellect that's very intellectual i also accept that probably it's just like they're like wow the people who made twilight made a ton of money and we like money like it really could just be that and harry's very hot so let's make him shirtless Right, they're like Harry's a way hotter vampire than I ever call in. So it's true. It's true. It's so true. <laughs> Name a better, sexier vampire than Harry. I'll wait. Hmm. That maid vampire is pretty hot, though. The maid one from this music video. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The only one that I would also consider giving it to is uh, is Angel from Buffy because I'm such an Angel stan. No. But uh, but I think Harry's probably. Hotter than David Boreanaz. He is hotter than David Boreanaz. He is. I know. But it's, I mean, it feels pretty close. <laughs> no. No. I don't, like, know what the difference, maybe, maybe the only difference, because they're both white men with brown hair, I think the only difference is, is Harry has pretty blue eyes, and he also has more muscle tone. Uh, he might have a similar muscle tone, but it's true that he, his, his eyes are blue instead of brown. He's got that stubble, too. Yeah, it's true. The stubble goes a long way. Jawline. You right. Mm. You right, right. But they are both sort of like beefier no, kinds of I like not, white men. I do not find this man attractive. I can understand why other people do, but I don't find David attractive. No offense to David. I know you're listening. Sorry. I love you. I think you're a great actor. I just do not find you physically attractive. But it's fine. I love you so much. Angel and Puffy forever. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, catch us next week on our new podcast. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure that no one's doing a Buffy podcast right now. No, I mean, no. We, we can totally fill that niche. <laughs> Everybody listen to Buffering. It's great. <laughs> We're not, we, we don't know them personally, but. Yeah, we are not affiliated with the Buffering, the Vampire Slayer podcast or David Boreanaz. <laughs> Is that all we got for Party Girl? Yeah, except for the impossible task of picking a thirsty. Thirsty award! <laughs> <laughs> I mean, who, who could it be in this video? It can't how be do, us. How do you decide? I got two contenders. I got two contenders because All right, I'm not. Lay it on me. I'm not including anywhere anything we know about nowhere left to run. Okay, right. Not including be- it because otherwise you would put Tom on the list for having a giant crush on the maid. Well, Tom is on the list. Okay, so my first contender. Is the vampire girls to Harry. Right. They have an orgy. I yep. don't have any other explanation. Don't need another one. Okay. Nope. Um, you're pretty thirsty for people when you have an orgy with them, I think. 
Right. As someone who walked in on an orgy and has never participated in one, I think that's how it works. Right. Uh, number two, the maid vampire to Tom. Because there is that clip in there where she does, like, attack him. Right. Air quotes. I put air quotes around But at that point, attack. she's, like, thirsty for blood. It's not quite the same. It's sexy, though. <laughs> for you to watch. But she is not motivated by sexual desire. It, she was when she was a human. That's true. And Harry pulled her in that closet. That's true. And she did not really put up a lot of fight, even once she realized that he was draining her blood. No, so I do was, think that maybe all she, she did was award. just like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Then... I do kind of think she should win the award, but not for Tom, because <laughs> Harry was like, "You want to get in this closet?" And she's like, "Yeah." And then he's like, "P.S. I'm a vampire, and I'm about to drink your blood." And she's like, "All right, bleed me, bleed me, fucking <laughs> dry." <laughs> she's like that's fine (laughs) anything for your lips on my neck oh also we could also like i forget the woman's name but that blonde lady for dougie yeah i mean she did and i do think like this this sort of opens a discussion about like how do we define thirst oh my god we have this discussion every season i know but like she's a vampire and so she, you're right. She's coming in with Dougie. She's got like, you know, she's got her sexy face on. She straddles him like she. But like, do we believe that she's actually sexy, like sexually attracted to Dougie in this moment? Who and then that's what she's going for. It's not. I mean, you're, I get it. Like, who's not? who's not? But like, or do we think it's just a play to drink his blood? Okay. And if it is just a play to drink his blood, does that still qualify as thirst as we mean it? No. And not just thirsty for blood? No. Because being third, because I always make fun of you when you're like, these people are thirsty for drinking water. Yeah, I know. And now you're doing the same thing, but for blood. Listen, don't kink shame me. I'm just kidding. I'm not kink shaming you. If you, (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm down for it. I'm down for it. You're down. You're down for blood play. Is that what you mean? Is that what it's called? Is it like a real thing? (laughs) Yeah, it's a real kink. Blood play. Yeah. I mean, I liked it more before I knew the name of it. So I'm not shaming the kink, but I feel like they should workshop the name Blood Play. <laughs> There's got to be something better. <laughs> We're definitely going to have to make this, like, explicit. <laughs> I know. We're like, um, you can't listen to this if you're under 17. <laughs> the point stands is that obviously non-humans are eligible to win the Thirsty Award because we've literally given it to just about anything in the world. Tom's eyebrows. Right. But in this video, the... The person that we know is like motivated by thirst in the sexual sense is the maid when she goes into the closet with Harry. Everybody else is thirsty as hell, but you cannot really separate the difference between having sex and drinking blood. Unless you're that group of vampire girls who just has sex with Harry. You're right. That's that's true. I think they could they think they're all contenders. They all deserve their nominations. I still think that that woman in the closet died for Harry to touch her. And that that is the ultimate. Relatable. Right. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you're right. Like, those people having an orgy, like, they were ready to get funky, you know? And, like, that blonde vamp that, like, really had had eyes on Dougie was, like, down. And she did die, but not for Dougie, right? Because of Danny opening the door. Danny and Tom was a group effort. Right. That made... Was like, I will give my life for these 12 seconds of closet time. Oh, I was hoping it was more than 12 seconds. That makes. I mean, I don't know. That like, makes I'm not Harry that, sound like, like a minute man. Okay, I mean, I guess it depends on if you think they had sex first. Because in the video, all they did was like, he, would, he pretty much went straight to the drinking. Literally, probably. Should I say this? Say it and you cut it out okay. if you want to. Uh, probably mid-thrust, I, he would probably start drinking. And oh, I got be... so hot. <laughs> Look, she wins. She gave her life for this. <laughs> she right? She's like, she's like, I know. Like, you, that's fine. Like, she didn't say, like, stop. She did not withdraw her consent. Like, she was like, this is worth it. And I don't, like, you can't get any thirstier than that. All right. I think we have a winner then. <laughs> the maid. <laughs> the maid. <laughs> And really, who among us is not that maid? <laughs> well, do we have anything else? 
I'm stoked to be here and stoked start this to album be. off right. <laughs> yep, I am stoked to be in this era. I am ready to get down and a little frisky with you guys. Mm-hmm. If you agree, disagree, which is probably more likely, or just want to make two new friends, you can follow and talk to us on our social media accounts. Uh, tw- at Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Podcast. If you want to follow us on our personal accounts, you can follow me on Twitter at stuff to do. That's stuff underscore T-O-D-O. I'm on Twitter at Sam Edmonds 122. And we'll see you next time with Shine a Light. Shine a light on her. Oh, sorry. I, I forgot my line. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Bye.